0: Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another Rural Routes, another edition of Rural Route, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, Monday through Friday anyway, J.C. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. Although we've solved all of those, now the issues are between the elites and the peasants that we're working on. J.C. Cole giving us guidance and
1: direction and getting that done. Yes, thank you.
0: Why are you all bundled up like it's winter?
1: Well, actually, it's still, it, you know, it's very interesting. Yesterday, it was like uh, 60 degrees, and I saw bees. I mean, I saw about 100 bees. Uh-huh. And, and uh, you know, today, I think it's going to drop again. No, tomorrow, it's going to drop again to uh, the freezing. So very, very strange.
0: Two below at my house this morning, and funny, you bring up bees because i 've had people asking me why am I seeing flies this winter? I never see flies in the winter
1: yeah, um you know that 's an interesting thing because i 've been monitoring uh, for the last couple of years the amount of bees and bugs and whatnot, and uh, at one point we didn 't see any, and you know we have like twenty horses and a whole bunch of goats. they generally bring flies and other varmints around and we didn't see any and uh so something very strange is happening i don't know what it is but Mm -hmm. it looks like the time periods are knocked off but literally yesterday i saw about a 100 bees feeding on um the chicken feed i threw out Mm. uh, on the ground for the chickens so and i hadn't seen that before
0: the daffodils haven't bloomed yet.
1: Daffodils have not bloomed. They even haven't peeked their head out of the out of the ground. Um, and we have lots of daffodils here. Um, um, but uh, still, strange things are afoot. You are the Garden State, are you not? Yes, we are the Garden State. You would think you have a lot of daffodils
0: in the Garden State.
1: But we have lots of daffodils. Yes. <laughs> Um, we will have lots of daffodils, but you know, Trent, every day I kind of look at it and I think that the universe is getting stranger <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, kind of influencing us. You know, we almost for one year we we meet on um and and discuss things on Wednesday, but this week, you know. It, Schedules happened that it had to be Tuesday, and it just happens to be February the 22nd of the year 2022. And I'm like, is that a coincidence? Or again, is the universe messing with us?
0: Well, you just let the secret out of the bag for everybody listening, though, that this conversation actually happened yesterday, not today, which almost makes us time travelers.
1: That'd be cool.
0: <laughs> oh, really? When, what time
1: would you travel to, JC Cole? Well, I would go right back to 1974, a senior in high school, with all the knowledge I have.
0: <laughs> I thought for a moment you were going to go back to July 4th, 1776, so you could put a little more safeguard in place.
1: I, I consider that after visiting high school. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's actually funny.
1: Right. So. So, yes, here it is. Very interestingly, you know, all kinds of things are heating up in the world, mm-hmm. especially in Ukraine. But um, not many people know that February 22nd, 1700, the Great Northern War started, which was a war roughly between um, uh, Russia and Sweden. At that time, Sweden controlled most of Eastern Europe. And um, Russia uh, started to become a power. And, yes, it started February the 22nd, 1700. It lasted for 21 years. Ufta. Yeah. And Russia took back Eastern Europe, or took Eastern Europe. Didn't take it back, took it from the Swedes. Um, The Swedes were quite powerful in that time. And that just happens to be 322 years ago. Today. Yeah. And you go 322 is a weird number that is related to skull and bones. Now, I'm not getting into anything, but, and, and the Great War started February the 22nd, 1700, and it ended September the 10th, not the 11th, 1721. But 1721 is. 11. So it ended 9-11. Strange stuff. <laughs> right. you so, sleep at night or do
0: you go researching all of these things and then do the calculation and say, oh.
1: Yes. No, I think. All right. Now, and of course, it gets even weirder because, as you know, I spent 18 years in, um, in Latvia, in Riga. And uh, the siege of Riga began February the 22nd. <laughs> um, and and oh no, it gets even better oh, no, because it can't. You, know, you can't keep it, going. It, 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 it can, it can. Um, <clears throat> I uh, renovated buildings, and my first project was a uh, church consistory and then my second project was a building that had a uh, how would I say it um, a um, a story with it that Peter the Great came into Riga and his horse threw a shoe and it landed into the facade of the building I was renovating. And literally, yes, today, if you look, there's a horseshoe on this building that Peter the Great. And, of course, this was um, uh, during the, the third siege when finally the Russians took it, which was 1710. And then later on, I go out to my partners and I renovated the largest building of its type in Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia, which was a military barracks ordered by Peter the Great. And I'm like, awful lot of stuff (laughs) revolving around Peter the Great and uh, today. And uh, what do we get? We get... um, Yesterday, Putin orders Russian military to Donbass, which is the disputed um, uh, regions in um, Ukraine, military peacekeepers, which, of course, is a brilliant move. He's calling them peacekeepers. And today, um, Ukraine resumes fighting uh, and shells uh, Lombaskov. uh despite the presence of Russian peacekeepers all right oh and I forgot to mention that <laughs> uh Pluto the <laughs> the uh, uh the planet of war went into retrograde today uh, that would get um I' get a lot of the people who follow uh, astrology all because a lot of things seem to be happening today about war and right
0: i told andrew earlier today yesterday that uh it was going to be a significant day just because they would probably find his queen had passed but you're telling me that it might be much bigger than that
1: yes and one of the things with if you look at the, today it's 2 22 2022 but the number 11 comes up a lot, I think, in destruction, and 22 is two 11s. So you've got literally six sets of twos, 22, um, I- I'm sorry, uh, three sets of uh, uh, 22, um, which would mean six sets of 11. Now, I'm not one to follow Gematria much or the... Um, um, but it is getting a bit suspicious. Oh, well, by the I,
0: way, I can tell you that I had a mule named Eleven, and she caused <laughs> me a ten thousand dollar surgery on my finger, which is still crooked as a dog's hind leg. Uh, she broke three hey, spinal. <laughs> she broke three spinal processes in my back. She was a master of destruction. I should have never named her Eleven.
1: That's true lucky seven
0: i had seven
1: you know blue moon i
0: had i had seven and i had 11 (laughs) seven also put me in the hospital in an emergency room i might mention so it was seven and 11 the combination that were causing trouble i've got more trouble it's called a clock We'll take a break. We'll be back with more Roll Route J.C. Cole on Wednesday, February 23rd, even though the discussion might have happened some time ago. See you in a minute. Now let's recap for a moment the opportunity with the certified Piedmontese system. You as a Great Plains cattleman need to capture every available dollar possible. And how this works is you use the Piedmontese SARS from Lone Creek Cattle Company your cows, their sires, and then you sell the calves back to us at Lone Creek. Get more details about how you can receive a premium of $180 per head over market price at 600 pounds. And go to lonecreekcattleco.com to get full details about the upcoming bull sale. The Piedmontese bull sale takes place in Broken Bow, Nebraska on April the 7th. Amanda Radke is going to be there as well. Hey, bulls and Amanda Radke. What could be better? lonecreekcattleco.com Welcome back, everyone. I'm Trent Lewis alongside J.C. Cole coming to us from New Jersey, keeping us up to speed on the number geometries of seven, eleven, and 22.
1: Mm. So I know you're pretty busy uh, this morning, so you didn't get uh, my my email. But I now, did see I where explore. there was a,
0: a plant in maybe Mississippi that had a threat Louisiana. of a Louisiana had a thought of a bomb or an explosion.
1: No, an explosion rocks huge Louisiana refinery. Isn't, isn't that a coincidence that you and I have been talking about um, refineries catching on fire? Well, since you the-
0: and I talked last week, I'm sure this was after. This was like Thursday, I think. A refinery, a biodiesel refinery in Indiana burned.
1: And a powerful gas pipeline explosion rocked eastern Ukraine uh, three days ago. Hmm. And, of course, Biden blames that on Russia, although that was in the Russian uh, uh, territory. And why would Putin do anything to a gas line when he controls the valve? <laughs> But uh, just pointing something out. So you uh, another note, U.S. diesel stocks set to fall to critically low. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that goes back all the way a year when I said, hey, buy diesel, store diesel. Um, you can store it up to 10 years, I understand, if you add the, the proper uh, um, additives. Additives.
0: Well, I'm actually shocked because for the last year you and I've been talking about how the crippling of the oil and the fuel business has been happening and until the last 5 days really gas and fuel prices have not changed much but now they're going to take off.
1: Yeah. Right. And if you you recall the ending of our um, our last conversation we were looking at um some of the concerns of, uh, uh, potable water to Americans. And, uh, you know, that, uh, again, chlorine, um, hi, mom. Your mom just walked by. (laughs) JC said hi, mom. Hi. Sorry. (laughs) So, so, uh, so, um, You know, a couple of chlorine plants have burnt down. We don't know how many chlorine plants are out there. So that would be something to look up. And I I said, I I estimate that uh, 50% of Americans are on city water. Well, after the show, I looked it up and found 283 million people rely on public supply of water in America, which is 87% of the U.S. population. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's way higher than 50%.
1: Yeah, I was off on that one. You got me. But the electricity goes out, those people don't have water. Shipping goes down, those people don't have chlorine to purify their water or sanitize it. And uh, I would say that's a critical issue. I would too. Yeah, very concerning.
0: Well, I can remember... I mean, not that it was that long ago, but from 98 to 2002, Kelly and I lived on the Rosebud Reservation. And the entire time we were there, the push was that we need to get public water to every one of these reservation communities. And, oh, by the way, if if the uh, white people are in the path, we'll maybe divert it off to you as well. The Mini Wachoni was an incredibly subsidized water system to make sure that everybody had Access to water, and they, they just flock to it left and right because it's just a wonderful thing to have access to continual water without anybody thinking about what is the risk of eighty seven percent of the people relying on the government for water.
1: Yes, and if uh, if we look at some of the things that are happening in Canada. Oh geez, the government just made the decision to turn off the bank accounts to truckers and anybody who donates to truckers. Are they going to make that decision on water? You know, it's an interesting thing. But you know, I watched your uh, your interview with Andrew about the uh, the lady who was trampled by a horse, correct, or not trampled, correct. All depends on your your point of view, and it was very interesting because. You caught it, we haven't discussed this, you and I haven't discussed this, but you caught it from the animal side, and I caught it from a different direction um, of, of uh, let's say, the uh, the narrative side. I watched that and I said, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense, and looked at it closely uh, before you had put it up on Andrew's, uh, uh, with Andrew. And I said, this lady's in red. Why is she in red? And then the other thing is, um, she's holding up, as best as I can say, a mop with a white towel wrapped around it. Right. And then I said, and so I've watched a lot of narratives on false flags. And this one fit the bill. Almost perfectly. One guy who also had a red hat on. One guy filming her. And she just happens to have comments. Being filmed. And she just happens to be the one in the reported accident. And if you actually look at what she said. She repeated peace, love and happiness. Peace, love and happiness. At least three times pointing to herself. Mm -hmm. Which I would say is a trigger. To say, hey, guys, here's the trigger statement. I'm right here. And then you listen to what the guy said who's filming this. And first he says, here we go. Then he says, here come the horses. So the warning was there. Then he says, hold the line. And anybody who studies um, NLP knows that uh, that can be a trigger. an emotional trigger like Mel Gibson in The Patriot. If you ever heard, hold the line, hold the line. It, we're all programmed to that if you watched um, Mel Gibson in it. And, and, of course, then let's say the horses went by and she went down. Now, what's a normal person do when a woman gets run over by horses? They ask, you know, oh, shock. Oh, oh my God, are you okay?
0: Mm-hmm. That's no. not what this, guy, not what this guy did.
1: They no. trampled her. No. They trampled her. He set the narrative. He actually set the narrative. Look what you did to her. He said it three times, which for the people now watching the film, look yeah. what they did. He programmed you to focus on it three times. Yeah. Right. And then you trampled a lady who was inaccessible? which is a very strange comment. Shame on you. And then he goes to, they trampled a lady with a walker. Shame on you. Shame on you. And he repeated that numerous times. Then another guy in the crowd did the same thing. They trampled, uh, they trampled that lady. They just slowly trampled that lady. This is all BS. This is all narrative. And if you actually study it, right? You will find out that the CIA hired a guy named Edward Bernice back decades ago, who was the son-in-law of Sigmund Freud and an expert on psychology and that the CIA has used him to create how to create, um, you know, being taught by him how to create psychological operations, a PSYOP. Right. And, That when humans see a trauma, right, our subconscious is incredibly vulnerable because we're almost in shock. And it's uh, our subconscious is incredibly vulnerable to suggestions at that point. They know this. And so within a few seconds of us being shocked, and, and that was another thing. Notice that it wasn't a six foot five stud white male, yep. you know, uh, know, who got trampled. It was it was the it was the ideal candidate: an older woman who was handicapped. If she was more handicapped, she wouldn't be able to get in the way, right? Or theoretically handicapped with a walker, who was of the native tribes, yeah, in, in Canada, right? And and you just looked. So, so if we take back and we go back
0: to nine I'm going to stop you right there. If we go back to nine eleven, we will take a break. We'll be back with the second half of Roll Route after this. Now, let's recap for a moment the opportunity with the certified Piedmontese system. You, as a Great Plains cattleman, need to capture every available dollar possible. And how this works is you use the Piedmontese SARS from Lone Creek Cattle Company. Your cows, their sires, and then you sell the calves back to us at Lone Creek. Get more details about how you can receive a premium of $180 per head over market price at 600 pounds. And go to LoneCreekCattleCo.com to get full details about the upcoming bull sale. The Piedmontese bull sale takes place in Broken Bow, Nebraska on April the 7th. Amanda Radke is going to be there as well. Hey, Bulls and Amanda Radke. What could be better? com. Welcome back. Royal Route Trent Loose alongside J.C. Cole joining us from New Jersey. And uh, you did bring up one thing that I meant, meant meant to mention in my conversation with Andrew about the false flag with the woman being trampled in Ottawa is that she was holding this great big what appears to be a white surrender flag on the end of a broom mop, which is like, this is a marker on where I'm at. I left that out. So I'm glad you brought that up. Now you walked us through those events to lead us up to nine 11.
1: Yeah. So we look at what happened in nine 11. Surely the entire world. Um, the, uh, our subconscious is wide open ended up happening within two hours. The attacks theoretically weren't even over yet. Within two hours on the news was an ex-State Department saying it was o- Osama bin Laden and 19 hijackers. So the narrative was put in place while we were empty of, of, of thought. Right? And by the end of the day, the President of the United States, George Bush Jr., came out and said it was Osama bin Laden. Okay, that's just Clint just pure irresponsibility on any, um, you know, uh, part of law. And if you look at it, you can all, almost always tell the false flags because they'll tell you who the perpetrator was within a few minutes versus when it's another issue that the police will come out and say, we we, we have a, 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 sus- a suspect, but we're not releasing his name yet, right? And they'll hold it for a week or two. But as soon as it's a false flag, they'll tell you immediately so that it's put in place. Right? And and you, you can get all the way back to Mark Twain. It's easier to fool people than, um, than to convince them that they've been fooled, which basically means when your belief is put in place, it's harder to change the belief once it's already there. So they... They program us early while our, while our subconscious is, is vulnerable of what the belief is. She got trampled by those mean, nasty, you know, uh, mounted police. Right? And, and now you have to fight and say, wait a minute, did you look at this? She was pulled into this and between two horses and missed. And now you're the conspiracy theorist saying this isn't what happened. You're defending it. And you're trying to change somebody who already has a belief that she got trampled. Right. And then even more so, they go, somebody had said, well, she, she might have been killed. And then later on, they show her sitting in a wheelchair with a broken clavicle. Now, I was a ski patrol for six years. Broken clavicles are generally quite painful, not very serious, but quite painful. (laughs) And and, and you have this woman at 60 years old looking at you, and and the guy goes, I'm glad to see you're alive. What do you have to say? Like, ow, I I made it, it, you know, uh, 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 don't worry, it's going to be okay. No, what does she say? Hold the line. Yeah. What a show! What a show. Now you have to think now. Now we have a, 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 a difficult situation because you go, this was fake, this was a false flag. Who benefits from the false flag? Right? And it could be what's very often what's known as the fifth column. In other words, it's not the police, and it right, and it wasn't the protesters. Who is the benefit of the false flag? And if you look, what would would it do? It would enrage enrage the protesters where they'll start to get um, a fight. And that actually benefits, that doesn't benefit the government of of Canada, and it doesn't benefit the protesters who it benefits (laughs) the new world order who's trying to create chaos and drop the government. And this is exactly what happened in Ukraine when the when when um, when the uh, uh, the civil war started. The U.S. State Department funded the overthrow of the Yanukovych government. The people of uh, Ukraine reacted and protested. The police came out to do their job of holding the protests back. And if you look it up, I think it's under um, Veterans Today, you will find that the Nazis, the Ukrainian Nazis, opened fire. They had a sniper shoot both the police and the protesters. So the protesters blamed the police, the police blamed the protesters, and it was a fifth column, the Ukrainian Nazis. And now you find out that this woman, whoever her name, I mean, um, number two in the Canadian government, Freeland, her grandfather was a Ukrainian Nazi. Uh, I think that's
0: becoming pretty widely known now. I've been told several times this week.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, You left out one thing. That almost simultaneously, uh, within the same day, within hours of this false flag in Ottawa, Klaus Schwab is holding his own press conference about how much a poster child Justin Trudeau is for the World Economic Forum, which, now, I'm not, which feeds you know, into I, your fifth column theory quite well. Yeah.
1: Um, I, and I almost look at that was done deliberately so that the people of Canada will react and start to take down the government. And that benefits the new world order. They can't have a new world order unless the governments collapse. So we're being played. Mm -hmm.
0: See, my initial read, which I think I shared in that video Monday, was that it was simply the Trudeau team thought that there was too much momentum on people coming to take a stand, and so they had to kill the momentum. And I don't care who you are, if you watch that situation, you're going to be less likely to go stand to hold the line, so to speak.
1: You know, it's it, it's interesting because it's I look at it as a chess move. And if yeah. you remember going all the way back to the 70s when Bobby Fischer uh, was playing the Russian um, Boris, um, I think his name was Spatsky. And you had commentators. Now you got to think about that. You had commentators who knew chess, commentating on the two most brilliant guys in the world. (laughs) and all of a sudden, Bobby (laughs) Fischer. Right. That's pretty funny. Bobby Fischer. Bobby makes a move, and the commentators look and they go, "What's that? I don't know. I think he made a mistake." Okay, so you get the commentators saying. (laughs) one of the top two guys in the world just made a mistake and about five moves later, I think it was five moves later, um, that the Russian, uh, um, basically gave up the game, said, checkmate, you have me. It was such a brilliant move. Right. And that's the problem is that we're having is that these moves are being played on us and we don't understand what the, you know, what it will, will mean in, in, uh, like 30 moves. Mm-hmm. And so we had a move but just happen.
0: We don't know JC what it means in two moves, let alone 30 moves.
1: Well, that, that part's true. Um, and, uh, unfortunately, but we are picking it up going, wait a minute, wait, 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 this, this was a move. I don't know what it means, but it was a move. So I'm not going to react as I would be predicted to react. You know, uh, if you've ever boxed, somebody, no, somebody, will use you. Yeah,
0: I can't, I can't relate to this analogy you're about to make.
1: Okay, well, if you ever were in in, in like um, boxing or wrestling, they will, your opponent will throw fakes, and if you get suckered into the fake, then he's got you in the next move.
0: Hmm. Right. The the other part of that um, horse incident is there was another guy laying on that ground that has not been spoken of since. And it looked to me like from the videos, from three angles, that guy might've gotten trampled pretty good. And there's no mention of this guy whatsoever, even that he was involved.
1: Right. Well, my guess was he was, you know, he was the stunt coordinator. Really? That's what I guess. It looked like he actually pulled her pulled her between the horses and then rolled down.
0: No, no. The guy who pulled her between the horses, which I saw was wearing a Brown coat. The guy on the um, grounds, wearing a black coat. There are two separate guys. Hmm. yeah.
1: But let's just say
0: he might've been collateral damage.
1: Yes. That, that, that part's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's just say the whole thing stinks and that no doubt. Um, to, react, to react strongly and it's almost like if can we peacefully change our government
0: did you actually watch um i did watch the it was about 30 minutes long last night of the canadian parliament voting one i think it was 185 to 157 to enforce the emergency act it was quite fascinating to watch that whole process
1: yeah i watched part of it and and um it's it's almost like there's this global chess game going on between humanity and, and a group of uh, psychopaths so what can we say? Let's get on to some other things. I got some bad news for you.
0: Is it more than one minute?
1: Uh, this one's real short uh Robobank warns coffee prices may soar out of control. As I don't want to know that.
0: I just don't want to know that.
1: No, sir, well, I told you it was bad news. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I think I'm going to stockpile coffee before diesel. I'm just saying.
1: Everything in moderation.
0: Because I could live without diesel. I could do that. I can't live without coffee. So I have to. if I have to pick one or the other, I'm picking coffee. But I think you can keep diesel longer than you can keep coffee. So it's a dilemma. Roll route. J.C. Cole, he'll be bringing us other great news when we come back with the last segment right after this. And now we talk about immune health. We talk about health in general. The world's authority on nitric oxide production. Dr. Nathan Bryan explains.
1: We've got about 14 COVID clinics around the U.S. where we have a nitric oxide drug trial going on. I'm exposed to COVID probably every day. You know, pre-COVID, we as humans are exposed to viruses and bacteria every day of our life. That's just the world we live in. Some people get sick. Some people don't. Why do some people get sick and why do others not? It all boils down to their ability to generate nitric oxide and to have certain things replete in their body like vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C, selenium. If you're nutrient deficient, you're going to get sick. You can't make nitric oxide, you're going to get sick. If you do all these things, you can be exposed to, to COVID or any other virus and your immune system nips it in the bud and you don't get sick from it. It's really that simple.
0: We're going to change this ordering process up to make it simpler. Go to loosetailsmedia.com. Loosetailsmedia.com. There will be an order mechanism there. And if you want more of the science, I'll get that to you from Dr. Nathan Bryan. Loosetailsmedia.com. It's NO2U. Dot, the, the product's the same. The place you get it is different. Welcome back. Roll out. Trent Loose, alongside JC Cole coming to us from New Jersey with a plethora of information about the life he has lived. And by the way, I'm going to consider that coffee news, good news. Okay. Because now I'm in the know you told me so I can prepare right. So it's good news that I know.
1: That's right. There you go. And now I will say that sometimes your expectations can, can be adjusted a little bit. So you don't have <laughs> to have real high quality coffee as long as it's, noticeable. Okay. Uh, believe me, uh, yes. I was, um,
0: I'll, I'll roll with that.
1: Right. I was in Eastern Europe and boy, did I get some, what, there was not the coffee I was used to in the beginning, but it was coffee. <laughs> so, so you might get some freeze-dried coffee and freeze-dry it.
0: Okay. I'm on it.
1: Got it. All right. Now another issue that popped up, which we had talked about a little while ago, is that um, we uh, was it the bird flu has been uh, detected in Kentucky, Virginia, and Indiana, and then later on on Long Island, um, and that uh, this is a concern simply because it's one of our mainstays in um, in uh, protein.
0: Well. If you're going to talk about that, then you have to bring up the fact that we have African swine fever also in Haiti. And um, is it Honduras, Honduras and Haiti are together. That's way too close to the U S soil and Mexico, by the way, because the Mexican pig population is enough interchangeable with the U S that if it's in Mexico, we're in trouble. And, JC, other than a few people in uh, Europe, Peter Van Bleek doing a great job in the Netherlands talking about this. I'm not saying in the U.S. we don't have uh, pork producer groups trying to prepare and and have vigilance when and if it came, but we just need to have a, a firewall and protect it from coming. That's what we need. And I don't see anybody at the USDA in place to make that happen.
1: Uh, this, these are the big concerns. I don't see anybody in the country that's in charge of food security, right? You know, and and this is a national security issue, and and so you've got um, you've got the the uh, the bird flu, the swine fever, mad cow. Um, you know, they're they're all there, and they're all you know, critical to our, our protein supply. And we know clearly that the United Nations is trying to get us to eat bugs. Right. Right. Speaking in which it looks like the United Nation troops have brought, uh, come into Canada.
0: Have you seen verification of that? Because I continue to have people tell me they're seen, but nobody is showing me them there or the plane they supposedly flew in on.
1: I actually did see an article that they, they identified the plane and that they were there, but, um, but, uh, I, you know, I'll track it down and, and, uh, see what pops up, um, and then send it to you. Yeah. So the, um, so, you know, it's the whole, the whole issue is for, you know, the the, the the people of the United States to wake up and start taking action and get ready. You know, and, and notice, nobody's ever discussed whether you can actually, if it's a bird flu, are you able to somehow cure the birds? Or or swine fever, you know, and, and you know, like <laughs> the pharmaceutical companies are, are all hot to trot to give us toxic injections, <laughs> but... Nobody's saying, hey, how about solving the problem with the, the pigs? Mm-hmm.
0: They tell and, uh, me they're no and my guess to is, and this creating a vaccine my- than they ever were.
1: Well, my my guess is, is that um, you know, you don't have the you don't really have the holistic healers working on bird flu or or swine fever or mad cow, but there's probably there's probably things you can do that are in harmony with the earth. they are probably herbs and a few other things or you know, natural antibiotics. Uh, I, I just don't know. But who, who has that expertise? Well,
0: even take ivermectin. It comes from a fungus in the soil in Japan. I mean, it's a natural remedy that we've mastered and put available in a commercial marketplace. Why, why do you keep right. bringing and, up and, and uh, bovine spongiform encephalopathy? Is something going on that I don't see?
1: <laughs> I can't say that, and I'm not going to even try.
0: <laughs> you know I mean? A healthy Bad practice. Um, no, you could just say
1: BSE. No, I, I just looked at the right. Okay, <laughs> but I like kind of like the Mad Cow and my Mad Cow joke
0: We are not going to talk about you're... Hillary on this program, okay? So just drop
1: it. <laughs> I would not insult a cow like that. <laughs> yes. You know, I met her. So I have firsthand knowledge. Yeah, so, um, but let, let, let's let's get back to it. If you, you look at our protein sources, our main protein sources, there are credible threats on them. That's why I, I bring it up. And so why are we not coming up with solutions for the credible threats? You know, uh, uh I got a
0: question that I've asked swine veterinarians and officials, and I don't like their answer. I don't think their answers, I don't think they've given any thought to it. So we continue to, you know, in the Eastern European countries, they say that the the continued spread of African swine fever is because of these feral hogs. Well, we're also told that, that African swine fever is mortal. It's fatal. When a pig gets it, it's going to die. Yeah. And so I raised my hand in every group, and I asked the veterinarians who are giving a dissertation about African swine fever. And I think it's just because we haven't given any thought to it. If in fact it's fatal in the feral population, why is there still a feral population? Because it's yeah. not like we could round up these hogs. I'll tell you why. There are animals that have a resistance to this organism if it's a virus whatever it is the organism and we need to be finding out what what do these pigs have that is giving them the ability to resist death now there is a period of incubation and they could be shedding some disease before they actually become fatal and so but in the bigger picture if it's as fatal as they say the wild boar population of Eastern Europe would be gone, and it's not.
1: No, it's not. Actually, I went hunting for boar when I was over there. They're there and and very populated. Um, that I, I agree with you, and I would I would be suspicious that we're being lied to. We are. <laughs> yeah. Again, you know, because it's a control. It's a control situation. And they're going, well, only the pharmaceutical companies can solve this. You go, but wait a minute. Why is it that the natural ones aren't falling over dead?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And and so I get the feeling we're being lied to on our food supply, our energy supply, our electric supply, our monetary <laughs> supply. Oops, sorry. I'm a broken record.
0: <laughs> What's left? Next, you're going to tell me they're lying to us in church. Oh, wait.
1: <laughs> oh! <laughs> you don't want to go there. Well, um, they are lying to us. Uh, in and church. so, so they, they
0: continue to tell us that we have to take our offering from the local church. And send it off to some national or f- global organization to do something that we should be focused on the community that comes together in the name of
1: God in this church. Yes, I agree with you. And I'm not going to go into the Bible much, but I'm very suspicious when when it says, pay Caesar first. Wait, wait a minute. Who organized the Bible? Oh, that was, uh, that was Constantine, uh, the Holy Roman Empire. Okay, yeah. pay me first. And and uh, let's get on with business. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's like, so so I, you know it, it, it. Now let's look at, Cal, uh, at Canada real quick because it looks like the this this klutz uh, started a banking uh, crash. Remember, I said okay, you, you, you want to have physical cash. Why? Because they can turn off your bank account anytime they want. And now they have it. In Canada. They can say, I know that you uh you don- donated, but we turned off your uh, we turned off your uh, bank account.
0: Frozen your assets.
1: Well that's that's the whole thing about being chipped. Yeah, freeze your assets. What are you going to do to buy uh, food? And even worse, they said, now we're going to confiscate your dog. They're going after our dog, right? <laughs> right. And if you don't pay for him in eight days, right, we're going to euthanize them. Wait a minute. You're going to euthanize my dog, but you're freezing my bank account. And, I swear this is all about getting the peaceful protest unpeaceful.
0: Well, it's working because, uh, my very first, um, correspondence this morning from a dear friend who's on the ground in Ottawa, she asked, what is my view from afar? Because it's kind of interesting. I can sit here and talk to people in every part of Canada and view and, um, Immediately, my answer was there is more anger today than ever. And if you don't keep anger in check, it leads to the chaos that you're talking about that people are trying to incite.
1: Yes. And, and you know, I, I'm not one to preach Gandhi, but boy, that might be the only that might be one of the only ways to do this. Peacefully bring, you know, peacefully have a change in government. Right, so
0: that may be a bit easier for you and I to sit here and say than to actually pull off at this moment in Canada.
1: Oh, absolutely. Right. I mean, if you ever watch the John Wick movies, right, the whole thing with the John Wick movies was they they killed his dog. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, it is called man's best friend for a reason. All right, JC, 30 minutes, profound parting wisdom of the day.
1: Thirty seconds, I think. Oh, yeah, right.
0: yeah, or that.
1: Right. I would say, you know, we're we're in a very, very tough chess game. Be, you know, be careful with your reactions, you know, and and um, and you know, keep calm and and also prepare for shortages.
0: That'll do it. We have successfully journeyed down the road, connecting rural and urban America, connecting the world. Thanks to J.C. Cole, both of us, reminding you that all roads do lead to a roll route. Get details about protecting your own property and preserving the American experience at protecttheharvest.com.